The contents of this podcast may be mature for some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardships as the pathway to peace, taking as he did this simple world as it is and not as I would have it. Trusting that you will make all things right if I surrender to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and supremely happy with you for every and every day. We are here today with Samante. Samante will be telling us a story of her life and how she used prayer to persevere through her 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 everyday life. Uh, welcome, Samante. How are you? Hello, Nikki. I'm Samante. So, um, I'm from Charleston, South Carolina, of course, and. Born August 13th, so I just had a birthday, 27. Ooh, Ooh. getting old. Anyway, whoop, whoop. 27 Club. <laughs> yes, Lord. So, in high school, I walked to my bus stop. I walked to my bus stop in the morning, but I always took the roadway. So, this particular day, mm-hmm. I decided, well, I'm not taking the roadway. I saw a dog, okay, a little bit scared of big dogs. So, I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to go this way. It was almost like, I don't know. Maybe the dog was probably trying to help me. I don't know, but I saw the dog, and I was like, I'm not going through the road. I'll go through the sideway. So I went to the sideway. Um, and I just remember, like, like the whole rape itself is like a blur to me. But I was walking, and then um, didn't hear no, like, I had my headphones in, so I didn't hear anything. So, and I remember, too, I had on this pink bcbg outfit that i had like my um little what do you call them when the top and the, when the jacket matched the pants the, like uh, a, not below a it was like a jumpsuit kind of thing yeah Tell of the little sweatsuits like the little pink sweatsuits that used to be like um yeah but they even saw it been like a different kind of texture but it was nice so that yeah. was my favorite little outfit <laughs> so i remember having that outfit on and i had on don't judge me i had on pink and yellow crocs anyway <laughs> so bright as fuck standing out like the motherfucker anyway so um i was walking down the little side road and the guy kind of he put something on my back and um the bus stop that i'm at is like a lot of men so it's like well, not men but boys but i knew all the boys so you know i didn't react like you know scared so i kind of like took my headphones out like what the fuck he was like you turn around and shoot you so i'm like this ain't no boys that i know I know all the boys at my bus stop. I know all the boys that live, you know, pretty much near me because, you know, my uncle and them. So I'm like, okay, you know, I don't know this person. I, for sure, I know I don't know this person. So he made me walk to the side of this house. Um, and then, like, when he got on top of me, he had, like, a mask on. So, like, even when I, like, tried to explain it to, like, we had to, we had to get, like, a um, investigator or whatever. Even trying to explain it, like, I was just, like, I couldn't understand why he already had on a mask. So, it was, like, you couldn't have been watching me because I didn't, I never walked that way. Right. So, it was, like, I was on your, you know, like, your to-do list, I guess. So, I'm, like, he must have been probably about to break in the house or came from about to do something or about to, like, something else. I didn't, I didn't think it was, like, targeted to me, you know? So, I was, like, couldn't have been nobody I know or somebody mm-hmm. watching me. Yeah. But did you, so when, did you um, see the gun? Was he like? Did he did he show you the gun, or he I just said he was going to shoot you? Never, I've never seen the gun. I just I think I just went into like a shock mode. Like, nah, this 
You know, at first I, I thought it was somebody playing with me. So I'm like, these niggas. And then, like, he was like, like, like pretty much, bitch, if you turn around, like, I'll fucking kill you. So I'm like, what the fuck? So this is not one of, you know, niggas messing with me at the bus stop. Right. So um, he made me go to, like, the side of this house. So I'm just like, I think it more in my mind, I was like, this is not about to happen to me. This is some shit that happened on TV. This, you know, this don't. Right. And this is, this and this is the neighborhood me. that you grew up in, that you, you yeah, still live like, in. Like your your granny's still living. Right. My grand yes. So I'm like, you know, where I feel more safe at and I know a lot of people over there know who I am just because of my uncle them. So mm-hmm. I'm like, Dad, you know this this I think I was more shocked. Didn't know this ain't real. So anyway, he got like I remember him getting on top of me and I like I don't remember like I remember him getting on top of me, I remember him grunting and then I just remember like blacking out. Wow. So when I when so I think I probably I don't know. I don't think I blocked it. I think I probably like passed out. Like, mm-hmm. like get don't think about it. You know. So when I when I woke up, he was running away. Like I just saw him like run away, and I'm just thinking like shit. Like maybe he thought he killed me. Like maybe he thought I was dead. So maybe he thought okay the bitch you know died or something. So I didn't like I stayed there for a minute. Um, I stayed there for a minute. And what did so, you do in that minute that you was there? Do you remember? I'm. I just sat there, like, this shit just really happened to me, like, I'm like, I was like, and then I tried to tell my mind, like, no, you didn't get raped, but I could, you know, I was a virgin, so, <laughs> I knew something went where it shouldn't have went, you know, because mm-hmm. that's not something I was doing, so I was like, um, <laughs> I kind of just laid there for a second, and I got up, like, I got up, I put my clothes, like, my bottoms back up, and then I walked to my bus stop. And the bus had already left. I called the bus driver to come back and pick me up. And I went to school. Like, and I didn't tell my mom of them for, had to been like at least, I don't think it was a month, but it had to been like two weeks. I didn't tell anybody. I just was like, I didn't tell, like when I say nobody, I didn't even tell, I didn't tell my best friend. Like I didn't tell nobody. <laughs> so, well, well, so, so you tried to, do you think that you tried to erase it from your memory or you, were you I just think- not ready? To, to speak about it. I think I didn't know what to do. So I was like, do what you know to do, and that's take your ass to school. <laughs> do what you was already supposed to be doing, like getting to the bus stop, you know. So I, I went to school. And um, I, it took me, I remember my mama went out of town, and I wrote her, I can't remember where she went, but I know she went somewhere. And then, like, I like I was like, I probably need to tell somebody, so... I wrote her a letter because I didn't know how to tell her, like, in mm-hmm. person. So I wrote her a letter, um, like, telling her what happened to me. And, like, I just remember her screaming my name. Like, when she got home and, like, she saw it and she must have read it, I just remember her screaming my name and crying. And I was crying. My granny was crying. And I was like, oh, you know, like, I felt, then I, like, I don't know. I felt bad for telling them. So I'm like, Cause now I, you know, she just came back from a trip. I just, I just ruined your, everything that you was feeling, I just ruined it. So I felt bad. Uh, but when I told her, she, you know, she was like, we saw you, like, we saw your change. Like, we saw, she was like, she thought I was just, like, being teenagers, but she was like, we saw, like, the switching, you wasn't happy, and we just was like, you come home, you do your work, you go, you go to sleep. She was like, but we didn't ever think, you know, something happened to you, because you didn't say anything. So, um, after that. when you told your, so when you told your mom, she, you know, y'all had a moment, you know, she noticed yeah. it. 
your granny noticed it, but yeah. because you didn't say anything, they didn't say anything. Um, they just thought I was being teenagers. Right. I, was, I was 14. They just thought I was being teenagers. Like, okay. So they, the y'all call the police. <laughs> you get a, a special investigator. How, like, as a 14-year-old, yeah, well, how was that? They need to go to the... Um, the forensic, um, the child they advocacy. They need to go to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. And, but it was like, and I had... Let me, let me go back. After that, when I got home that day, I burned everything. I burned all my clothes. I, I burned everything. The, so after thinking, school, so after school that day, yeah, you went, I burned everything, and not thinking about anything. Could the have been forensic on the stuff, yeah. And then two weeks later, here I go telling them, and they're like, "Where's the clothes? Where's you know? What did you have on? What do you know?" I had nothing, so it was like, the, the, my my daddy kind of questioned me. That shit kind of hurt me, but he was just saying, "I'm not trying to question you, but this is what how police gonna feel. Like, are you making this up? Are you sure this happened? Like." So he, like, I think it kind of hurt my feelings. So I'm like, are you, are you saying you don't believe me? Are you saying this is what they're going to say to me, you know? Did he um, ever, did, did he ever assure you that he did believe huh? you? You're, it's breaking up. Okay, I said, did he try to assure you that he did believe you and he was just trying to, like, prepare you for what the police was going to ask you? Or did you, Oh, did I don't he... know. My dad, my dad is different. <laughs> so that, and you that's know, a whole that different situation. Right. He was there for me the whole time, like, mm-hmm. through everything. So, I felt like he did believe me, but I think maybe that, he just, I don't know for him. <laughs> he know he showed his love differently sometimes. Yeah. So, um, they did make me go get, like, a kit and stuff done. It mm-hmm. was just like, well, we're going to still do it. Um, we're still going to give you this. They gave me, like, a plan B, and I'm like, this was two weeks. You know, after I'm thinking about it, like, this is two weeks, and they made me take, like, uh, pills for, like, any just because I like had any STD, they had me like take pills. They um, I had to. I never went. I never had a um. What do you call it? Pap smear. Uh, yes, I never had a pap smear. So they tried to look down there, and I freaked the fuck out. I I, I went. I went. It was bad. <laughs> I let them do it, but I had a like. It was, was really bad. Attack, yeah. Um, it was really bad. <laughs> um, so I let them do all that. And then that's when I got the investigator. So the investigator comes. He wasn't like shit. He asked me all these questions. And then one day he like had me drive him to where it was at. And after that, I stopped. I stopped walking to the bus. My mama would drive me. I had her driving me. And like I'd just sit in the car. She'd sit in the car with me. Um, until the bus got there, and I'd get out. Um, my uncle had like started his own investigation. <laughs> he was like, because we had something we do. We did have. Um, one known sex offender um, who lived down the street. My uncle had like, beat up on his door. My uncle like went to the head station just to see if anybody came there looking funny that night, that morning. Like, my uncle did more for me, I think, than the investigator. All the investigator did that I for sure know is he drove me back to the area because he wanted to know exactly where it was at. And then I like pointed it out to him. And then he... Um, he did question the boys at the bus stop, mm-hmm. which I still I still don't believe none of them. It was none of them. Like I know their voices, I know them, you know, and they were at school, you know. Right. So it was like I don't believe none of them are. They know anything or anything. Uh, but I know the investigator asked them. But of course, black people like you know we don't talk to cops and shit. So they're like, the fuck you come over here asking questions. But you know they answered my uncle though when he came, but. Um, so the so the police asked the boys in the neighborhood question, and then your uncle asked them some the same questions. Well, 
his line of but questions. He, my uncle was doing his own shit. Right. Like, my he, uncle was banging on the doors. So yeah, but he, he had asked them too. Like, um, y'all remember, you know, Monte coming to the bus stop and they were like, no, oh yeah, that morning she didn't come. Yeah, but she was at school though. Like, they remember, like, they remember the day, but they was like, no, we don't, you know, we don't know. You know, we really don't know nothing. So they was like, I don't, um, I don't remember her being on the bus. They were like, yeah, we remember her not being on the bus or nothing um, that day, you know. Because he asked them, like, y'all remember? Because I went to school every day, like, even after that. I still went to school. Like, I never, like, I never had a day where I was just like, no, I don't feel like going to school. Like, I, I went to school, like. Right, because that was your normal. You try to, you try to keep up. Yeah. Your mind kind of more clear once you get home and you by yourself and you start doing your work. And there's like, no, no, you got your, you got your family, but it's more of a you in your own head. Right. You, so I think so, when I, got home, I thought about it most, I would just go to sleep. Like, okay, go to sleep. <laughs> Do your work, go to sleep. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, um, so that was like that for a while. Um, so I went to therapy. Uh-huh. That's that's gonna be my next question. So after so the police they did their investigations in quote, um, and then that was that investigation inconclusive basically. That oh, where did that get? Let me, let me make you laugh. So maybe, um, maybe like a week or so, week or two or so after the you know me letting the police and stuff know. I was I was in the mall with my mama. The man who was actually on my case had got demoted down to the security office in the fucking mall. So there's that. Oh. Yeah, I was like, Mama, like that's that's the and she was like, Yeah. And we didn't say nothing else. We never I went to therapy after that, like Did that help? Like, I don't like therapy. <laughs> so your therapist. She what? was amazing. I loved her. So but, I was still, I guess they still saw me as a minor, so it was like... You a, were a minor, you were 14, bro. Uh, I guess. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Look, I guess. So they, um, it's a place downtown, and I always remember them. Did you feel yeah. like you had to grow up after that moment, though? You said you didn't feel like you were 14. Did you feel like you had to grow up after that? Um, I'm still a baby now, so... Well, Do you? I guess because I like when I would go in there and the other kids that were in, they were all like way younger than me. So I felt like it was for children because they were like really young kids mm-hmm. there, like who um who I would see in like the lobby. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe that's why I said it. That was like the biggest one. Like I'm like, okay, oh my okay. God. But then you, but you also said you're still a kid now. So do you feel yeah. like it's it's like a like you feel, and it's weird because it's a it's a whole thing. But do you feel like you grew up a little bit, but still kind of stayed a child too. As a tw- and as a twenty seven year old, this was almost half of your life ago, right? Yeah. So how how did this how did this event kind of help like mold you into the twenty seven year old Samante that you are today? I don't know if it molded me in a good way. I fucked up a lot after that. <laughs> okay, let's get into it I- then. When people get raped, they either go gay, or they hate men, or they turn into hoes. I think I, <laughs> I think I might have turned into like a, a men hating hoe. <laughs> so after so, so fourteen, you lose your virginity to this guy, and then yeah. after that, you start becoming that in your words, this man hating hoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and so I started like I started having sex, but it was more like I never I didn't really even like it back then. Like I was just doing it, but it was more I felt like okay, you know, like I'm a, I'll say to people like I'm not a flirt, but I I the way I am it will come off that way. And I, I get it from my daddy. I don't know what the fuck. It's everybody, those, it's I, those eyes. Men, old people, young people, everybody think I be flirting with them. It's, like, it's those it. eyes. You, be, you just be <laughs> batting them eyes and you, they be like, and you got this baby face. So like, yeah, that's probably what it is. So I, I, I say it to myself, like, I put, I put myself in a situation. So if something were to happen, so I won't be a victim, I would just let it happen. Because I would like, I fear to say no, and then I say no, and then they force it. You can't force it if I'm allowing it. So a lot of times I would just like, go ahead. <laughs> you can do so, it, whatever. Bust your nut and get on. So that event led to you having, um, I guess, deficiency in knowing how to be an agent for your own body. Like, you didn't know yeah. how to say, no, you wasn't a, a good advocate for your own body basically yeah i i can relate to that yeah i feel that um, so but and then it was weird because people were like smoky like i'll say i'm just a hoe like you know i'll say stuff like that uh-huh. you're not a hoe because you be you be liking people like hoes just be fucking <laughs> like you be falling like you be liking people you be catching like, feelings yeah so and then like i had like you know the ones where we had sex and it was like okay, like we done, we good, like and never talk I, to them again, you know. Yeah. But then I had like the ones that I liked and I would just keep going back to. I wouldn't probably, I wouldn't like make them boyfriend and all that, but I would like keep going like regular sexual partners. And then I would go crazy because I'm like I'm only having sex with you. Why you having sex with all these people? <laughs> like, but it wasn't it. A, it wasn't an exclusive relationship. Yeah. Right. Right. So right. I had to learn to. Then I started doing it like that. Like, okay, you can come on to, you can just only have sex with that one person, but don't catch feeling. So I started doing that. That worked for a while. And then I met, I met, like, I had boyfriends, but then I met James. And once I met James, it was like, my life, like, I don't know, I was in love, love. I don't know the fuck. That nigga was mean as shit. Like, I was in love, though. So it was like, whatever he did, I don't know. I love James to death. So that was, that was the one who just, I don't know, changed every fucking thing. Okay. I was only having sex with James, like fuck everybody else, really. Okay. <laughs> so, how long would you say that between? And I, I know the answer, but I'm telling our listeners, um, how long was that that period of time where you were just fucking around? Nine, tenth, eleventh, twelve, first year of college. About, about, about six years. Cause I, I think I met James about uh, I think sophomore year, like James the summer. Second summer, I think, of our sophomore year college, maybe. I think so. I I know what whenever it was, it was around a break time. So it was around the whatever Spring second break, semester, either first year or second. Okay. What role did religion play during religion slash prayer or just prayer? Did you pray at any time during this phase? Um, and it's going. I'm I'm calling it the man hating whole face. So, man hating whole face. Um, I didn't like. I went to church and stuff, mm-hmm. but I think I kind of fell off from praying a lot. Um, I yeah, 
I fell off real bad. Uh, you know, I you know pray before food or something, but I, I don't think I really like spoke to the Lord like that. After that, I went to church and like I would hear like certain sermons and stuff. It would get to me, but I I wasn't like I pray. I think I pray way more now. I think I started praying way more in college um, than I was back then. So at the end of the whole the man hating whole phase. You meet James, who is your first real relationship. You fall in love, and yeah. during that time, <laughs> that's when you toxic relationship. Okay, <laughs> so we we can talk about the toxic relationship. We can talk about and we we and how that impacted your mental health and how that also because in college, um, and, and for our listeners, Samantha and I met in college freshman year but we really became close sophomore year i think that's how that was um and that's when i was able to really get to know her um as a woman we were all we were all discovering ourselves in college um and so we i i peep game she peep game on me um and that's why we we so close because we we had got some of the same type of behaviors (laughs) Good and bad. (laughs) So you meet James, first relationship, but it's hella toxic. Yeah, and I I say toxic because (laughs) I love James to death, but he I don't think well, even watching his mom and dad's relationship, I don't Mm -hmm. think he not be in a relationship. Like, he he knew I'm not cheating on her. I'm not messing around. But I might not call her that day. And that's okay to him. Mm-hmm. I might not even text her. And that's supposed to be okay. We might not go out. That's supposed to be okay. You know, he was like, it was like, I'm. you know, if you need something, I'm going to give it to you. If, you. if you call me and you say you're hungry, I will make sure you eat. If you if you ask for money, I'll give you the money. Like, that's how James was. And I, and I seen his daddy, and his daddy's kind of like that with the mom. You know, if you want to go out, we'll go out. You know, it's not like, let me make sure I check up on her today. Let me call her. Let me, you know, just, and I'm and I'm a very needy person. So mm-hmm. I want to hear all that. I want all the texts. I want all the calls. I want all that, you know. It was, like, different. Right. So, so I felt like. You, you knew what your love language was, but yeah. he, he had his own set of, he had a standard of what, a functioning relationship looked like based on his own parents. I believe so. And he would, he even said it to me one time, like, you know, if you want it, I, I give it to you. Like, what am I doing wrong? You know? And it's like, give me time. And I would always tell him, I need time. I need time and attention. I need time and attention. Me, 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 you know, fuck the deal. Whatever. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So that's how most of our, like, like things would how things would go there. And then I was like, I had a hand problem then. I more than than I do now. Like I know better. Like and I would when you say him, hand problem like, you mean I would hit him, like I would get mad and I would I would. But I loved him to death, man. That was very toxic. That's I was probably the toxic one. He was like everything to me, I don't know. I felt like I needed him like all the time and I and I knew that was like not okay. I didn't realize it until like later but I knew, like, once I did realize, I'm like, this is not okay. <laughs> You're so, not supposed to feel like that. I don't think, I don't think, 
you're supposed to feel like that for nobody. Like, really. Did you pray for that relationship to to succeed? How, how, what I prayed for it prayer? to work. To work? Yeah. To work. I didn't pray for him. Like, to meet him, I was fine doing what I was doing at the time. But when I did meet him, and then when I really did start, like, liking him, because James was an asshole when I first met him. I'm like, this nigga a dick. Like, this ain't gonna work. Mm-hmm. But when I really, like, started, like, falling for him, I was like, okay, Lord, like, if he's the one, like, let him be the one. Like, and I wanted him to be the one. So even if Lord probably was giving me signs that maybe he wasn't, you know, or maybe he wasn't right now, or, you know, whatever. But Lord probably was giving me signs, but I ignored the shit out of all of them <laughs> <laughs> until I couldn't ignore it no more, you know. But... I prayed, like, throughout that whole relationship, like, it was nice when I didn't hear from him, and I don't, I still, like, and the crazy thing is, I believe he never cheated on me, mm-hmm. but James did some fucked up shit. Okay, alright, so, talks the relationship ends, and then, what happens, we graduate college. Toxic. We were still together after that. Yeah. After college, things went to shit. Mm. with me so after college i got my first job at the airport mm-hmm. i loved the airport <laughs> i did like working there but i started getting sick when i started getting sick that's when i got fired when i finally got fired well, would you, first, the sickness with the diabetes yeah that's when i realized i had nerve damage i, I realized it, i realized it seeing you in college but it got worse because I didn't know what to do with it or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and then that job I stood up all day was not helping. So for context, <laughs> what age were you when you were diagnosed with diabetes? Just for context. Five. Okay. So after college, cool. it begins to get worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's when I lost that job. But <laughs> I don't know. My life did some spirals. So when I left the airport, me and James was, we had, just, we had got engaged when I was 21. Mm-hmm. So, our relationship got rocky when I was working at the airport because this guy liked me. And I gave the guy my number. Then James started doing the shit back, and I lost my fucking mind. Like I said, me and James were going through some rocky stuff. This, I had, okay. Oh, I just skipped a lot of stuff. So, by this point, I'm like addicted to fucking addicted to pain pills I was taking pain pills and drinking a lot around this time what me and James was going through I had surgery oh okay yeah I had had gallbladder surgery so I had all these pills because one wasn't working at one time so they gave me more so I ended up having all these I had like hydrocodone oxycodone I had all kind of shit and what me and James was going through all of this I was like I would take it just so I would go to sleep. It was really me. I just didn't want to deal with life. <laughs> so I was taking it to go to sleep. So I would take it. And then, you know, when you start taking stuff like that, you got to either make it stronger or you have to do something to make it work now because you've been taking it. Mm-hmm. So now I stopped like, drinking and taking these things. So anyway. So you're going through all this shit with James. And then in the midst of it, you're still dealing with health issues that's uh, related to your diabetes. Yeah. Have this gallbladder surgery, become addicted to pain pills. Pain pills. And so, you re- do you realize that you're addicted to them while you're addicted to them, or do like how did no, you how did you come to that Danielle, realization? Danielle had called me a crackhead, and 
I was like, I am not addicted. I can put these down. Like, what are you talking about? So I'm like, I just need to go to sleep. So I didn't realize. I didn't realize it then. I still didn't realize it then. I didn't realize it. I think now I realize it mm-hmm. more. I know it was after the fact. Because mm-hmm. then I was just like, no, I'm just using these to go to sleep. Like, what the fuck y'all talking about? Like, Danielle straight up called me crackhead a few times. You acting like a crackhead? You acting like a junkie? Oh, wow. <laughs> so, yeah. She was the one. She was the one. No she called you out. Oh, yeah. Shit. Yeah, she called you out on your shit. Did you have to wean yourself off of them? How how did you stop? What? I got plenty of nut house. <laughs> so listen. So after the wedding, I had already been arguing with James that whole day. And he had got on the phone with me and started talking to me like I was a nigga. Like I wasn't Samante. I wasn't Yoshi at the time. Like he was like, "What's up?" Like talking to me like that. So I'm like, "A bitch is in this car with him." So I blew his phone out. I'm cursing him out, blowing his phone out, and he was like, "I'm at oh god, what did he say? I'm at KFC. I think he was at KFC. I'm at KFC. Get my mom some food. I've been in that family way too long to know his mama ain't never got KFC in front of me. So it pissed me off more because I know he's not. So I was like, "Fuck you. I'm done. Whatever, whatever." So. We drive from my daddy's wedding reception, I guess we would call that, um, back home. Like my sister dropped me off to that, my granny house. And James called, can I come over, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay, you know, come on. So he came, like we had had sex, and he went to sleep. So I go back, and I look at his phone, which I shouldn't have did. And I lose my shit. Like, I lose my mind. Like, I text the girl. I, like went off on him and they're like when i went off on him it was more like why the fuck would you look through my phone why are you like he was mad that i texted why would you do that like he was mad like he's hurt or something and i think it pissed me off so i was like fuck this so i just remember i remember like man fuck you blah 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 and i remember just sitting there i was crying and i was crying <laughs> and i was like like something in my head and when you, I couldn't tell the people at the damn nut house this because they would have made me sit there for another fucking few weeks or however. <laughs> but like something in my head told me to take the pills. Like take them. Like fuck it. You don't need to be here. What you What you here for? You ain't got no job. I had just got a job though. I did literally just have a job. I had that was. I should've been going to work that morning instead of being stupid. Uh-huh. But it was just like you ain't got nothing. Like. Y'all relationship done. Your daddy moving on. He will be fucking with you no more because he got a new baby coming. He got a wife. Like, I was just like, you know, on top of everything else, I was just done. Like, I, I had just really been, like, done. And I and it was crazy because I had told my mom. I told my mom about me taking the pills and drinking. But in the midst of that, so I think that's when I started. I really started praying more around this time when James and me had this break. So um, I was supposed to be moving back to Georgia. I knew I was supposed to go to Georgia, but when I got that job, I was like, Georgia can wait again. Like, Georgia can wait because I've been supposed to move to Georgia since high school. So, um, I had told my mama because we had to go to Georgia to pick Emmanuel up. And I had told her about the pills and everything. And I was like, well, mama. And I was just getting over, like, being okay that me and James weren't going to be anything. But I, had, I was fine. Like, I had prayed on that. I had felt like a clear mind. Like, I had felt good. Like, I would get on the phone with him, talk to him regularly. I was crying. Like, I had felt good. So, when. My daddy got married. I think that was the icing on my cake. And then when James allowed me, I was just done. So 
I took all kinds of shit, man. I had, um, I had took, I remember it was like the 800 ibuprofen I had right there. I had hydrocodone, I had oxycodone, I had just took a handful of all of shit. And then I went walking. And James saw me take these pills. He will tell, to this day, he will still say he did not seem to. James knocked the rest of the pills into the sink. James saw me take the pills. And he knocked the rest of that. Because I was, I had took one, and I was about to you know, take another handful. And he knocked it. And I remember that. And I was mad, so I left. I was like, fuck it. And I went walking. And I'm walking around. And I at this point, I was like, you fucked up. And you had told your mama you was going, you was good. You, was, you know, I had just told my mama that I was good. So I was like, you fucked up. Like, so I know I fucked up. So I went walking around the neighborhood, which is crazy. First time I walked around that same neighborhood. Wow. Uh, that night, I wasn't, I wasn't in my right mind. A man, a man had spoke to me. He was like, ma'am, are you good? I remember him talking. He said, are you good? Because I was talking to myself, but I was praying. Like, Lord, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't mean to do this. I didn't mean to do this. Like, you know, take it back. Because I can't feel I kept feeling my, like, I felt funny. It started feeling funny. It's I'm a guy. Like, you just killed yourself for a nigga. Like, that's how I was thinking of myself. Like, oh, so you, you walking like, around that, me... so you're walking around that neighborhood where, uh, 10 years ago, I guess at that time. Yeah. You had been raped. I walked, the same, I walked the same street. You, and you're praying to God, but you're, but you're also talking to yourself saying yeah. that you fucked Out up. loud. So I'm talking out loud because I remember the guy was like, man, you okay? Like, and I, I just remember looking at him like, who the fuck are you talking to? Like, and I still kept praying. I kept walking. I kept praying. I'm like, no, you just, you killed yourself. Like, I couldn't, you couldn't tell me I was about to die. So I'm like, my heart was beating, like, my heart was beating slow. It wasn't even, like, beating fast. I felt like everything was going in slow motion. So I'm like, oh, shit, you fucked up. Like, you shouldn't have did that. You know, so I'm like, I'm praying, I'm walking, I'm praying, I'm walking. My love, please don't, like. Let me let me learn from this. Don't don't take me from this because I don't want to go to hell. You know, I'm mm-hmm. like talking to myself when I'm walking around. I'm like, I was good. Like, why did you do this? Like, now I'm like between me and the Lord. I was talking to both of us. So I got I got back home. I had because I walked the circle. I went. Back, I got back home. Me James, James was so like trying to argue with me. I was like, you gotta go. Like I don't even feel good. Like you gotta go. So he left, and I um. He I didn't realize he didn't realize that you was. Uh, no. no, I think he just thought it was Samante being Samante. Like, Samante just went crazy and wanted to go for a walk or something. But I don't think he realized that how much of those pills I had already took. So I think it was just like to him, like, girl, calm down. Like, we're going to be okay. Because I remember him saying, we're going to be all right. And I was like, leave. Like, just go. Like, I don't have time. Like, So I got in my room, and I didn't say nothing to my granny. I got in my room, and I started writing. Because I was like, if I die, I don't want them to think, like, I purposely did this. I was like, I didn't I didn't want, because I didn't, I was, I was like, I wrote in there, like, this wasn't me. Like, something told me to do it. Like, this is not me. This is not me. Like, I love y'all. I wouldn't leave y'all like this, you know? So, I wrote, like, this long thing, like, mm-hmm. as much as I could. And I text my mom, and I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I fucked up. So, I just remember, I never, like, I never passed out or anything. But I remember being so, like, high, I couldn't, like, respond to her when she got in the house. And I remember her saying, Samante, like, you know, calling me, Samante, Samante, she grabbed me. My mom picked me up. My mom can't pick my big ass up. I'm big. Like, mom picked me up, put me in the car. And I remember her pulling over because she was, like, she was trying to talk to me. And I couldn't, like, 
All I can respond back or something. I don't know what the fuck was going on with my body, but I um uh, I remember her like pulling over and she called ambulance. She was like, I don't want my daughter to die. They called me, you know. So they came and got me and they sent me there. When I tell you, I was still like, even though I was like in another mind, you I just, still you was still praying, aware. Like, like I am not gonna die for no nigga. Like that's all I can say. I'm not gonna die for him. Like I love him, so I'm not gonna do that. So I remember like still praying in my head. I remember her praying. I like I can hear her, but I was I don't know what the fuck. Like it was like I couldn't see. Like I can hear her. And I know I was in the ambulance, and the people was like, "What did you take?" You know, you know, trying to ask me stuff. So I remember, like, and I never like fully like blacked out. So this this is how. First of all, this is how I know the Lord be watching over me. Mm-hmm. So I get to the. So I don't even realize that they don't put me in a regular ER. They put me in the ER. Like, this is difference between ER. ER for people that they will commit, like, uh, uh, admit to. Like the regular the IOP, general, mm-hmm. you go to another thing. They put a different kind of thing on you. you put paper um, gowns on you. So I didn't. I'm like, I'm still not even realize I'm not in the regular place. There was a lady sitting at my door, but I never really understood it. So I'm still trying to get myself together, like trying to understand some shit. So my um, my uncle, he he has um, is our cousin um, Ty. He works there. So Ty saw me. It was like. Baby girl, what you doing in here? He's the one explaining to me where I was going. He was like, no, like, you not in a regular emergency room. Like, what happened? What you do? Like, he couldn't understand. I was like, you know, I'm Samantha. I'm happy. I'm always happy. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't do shit like this. So I remember him talking to me. He was like, telling my mama. He was trying to tell me, but I still wasn't, like, all the way there. They had me, like, IVs. And he was talking to my mom, and she was like, all right, I'm going to pump her stomach. He said, no, they're watching her because she she's still up. So I'm like, this is how I know God works. So my stomach started hurting. So I was like, I was like, I didn't use the bathroom. I think I probably shit all those fucking pills out. I remember shitting a lot, like, just shitting. And then I remember feeling back to me, like, still, like, upset, you know, still a little groggy, still a little sleepy. But I remember that's when I got back to, like, I knew, like, I was You were okay. able to respond and become yeah, a, like, like, you know, so I kept praying and stuff. I was so angry in that place. Like, I was so mad. And when they told me I wasn't going home, I got more mad, which didn't help me. Right. Did not help my situation. Because when they saw how angry I can get, like, they was like, no, we're about to restrain her. Like, sh- no, she got to stay. So they, um... They admitted my little black ass to fucking IOP. <laughs> but yeah, I ended up in there. That I think that was a good thing. It wasn't a good thing at the time in my mind. Right. <laughs> and being in there was good. Cause you, it, it's sad. Cause you're alone. Cause you can't call your family whenever you want to. You only can call when the phones is up. And then it's two phones and it's a thousand people. And some phone, sometimes they don't put the phone charger. So. That one person probably get their call in and phone there for the rest of the day. So you can't really, you you have no outside world. Like the outside yeah. world is non-existent. They yep. want you to focus on yourself. Yep. So my mama had bought me a um, journal. Mm-hmm. And people used to talk about me like, you so pretty, but I know you crazy because you always write in that journal. What you write about? Like probably not to kill you, to be honest. <laughs> but I used to write, I had like a, the first journal was like probably like this big. 
Mm -hmm. I finished that in like two days, and my mom was like, "What the hell is going on in your mind?" I said, "Wherever well, go in there, I gotta write it. I gotta get out." So, yeah. and, I, and I'm still like that. I gotta get it out. I gotta get it out. So, so my mama had bought me another one. It's like, and it's because the Bible. I finished that one too. Like, I'm a writer. I got that's what I do. I write and get the shit out. Yeah. But being in there, I did a lot of writing. Um, I listened to music. Um, I went to therapy. It was like group therapy, which is different. Um, I went to anger management. Did that help and at I think all? I Did you learn any new skills from anger management? Or was that just something you had to do in order to get discharged? To me, it was just something I had to do to get discharged. Because I don't really like people talking to me like I'm slow. And I feel like that's kind of what they was doing. But then when you hear other people's stories, too, it is, it is good to go to group therapy, too. Like, even though I hate therapy, it, it was good. Like, okay, so when I reacted like that, it's not too bad. Like, I'm not the only one, right. you know. Who doing that same thing. And I, like, I prayed a lot. A lot of times I prayed a lot, what did a you, lot. What did you pray about? You prayed while you were there? Yeah. I prayed, like, just to my, like, I would either write it out. Um, I asked a few people their favorite uh, Bible verses. Or uh, I would just, like, pray. Um Cause I still had James still had like a hold on me, like he he told me he was gonna come see me one day. And he didn't. I was depressed that whole day, and it was trying to get me on medicine. I would not take medicine. Like I James the the hold that James had on me was just like crazy. I prayed about everything, but I prayed the the hardest and the most prayer that I prayed was for the Lord to not let me love him so much. Because I knew if I kept loving him the way I did, the love was going to take him from me. And not like take him from me like he's just not my boyfriend anymore. Like take him. Because I know you're not supposed to love nobody more than you love the Lord. So, and I started feeling like I think I love him more than I love the Lord. I'm like, this is not okay. This is not, you're not supposed to love nobody, you know, above him. Mm -hmm. So, I would pray like, Lord, I don't want you to take him from me. But listen, let me know that I'm not supposed to love him like how I love him. You know, pretty much. Did, so I would pray that. Did, was I that prayer that. answered? Yeah. Did you have any prayers for yourself during that time? Just to keep my head straight. Um, I ask for forgiveness a lot because I know suicide is never a way. And I was like, no, I don't think I was trying to commit suicide. But I didn't know. At that point, I really didn't know. Was I just trying to go to sleep? Because that's what I kept telling people. I just wanted to go to sleep. I just I just wanted to be done. That's why I kept saying. I just wanted to be, I said I was tired. Every time they asked me, I said I was tired. It was a two tips, I was supposed to be tired, I was tired. Like, that's all I kept saying, I was just tired. You know? So, I was like, Lord, I don't know. I I think I do know. I think I was trying to be done. But I know better than that, you know? Yeah. So, I think once I did it, and I like I said, I felt like that's not the first time something has said to me. You know, just be done. Do with something it. to yourself. Yeah. So that was like, because after that, after I got out the IP, I had the same voice, you know, in my what head. Was, but what was the voice telling you to do to to kill yourself or just to be done? It, it said, take the pills, be done. You good? Nobody needs you. You don't need nobody. Like, take the pills, you good? I take them. <laughs> take the shit quick. So I don't know. I prayed. I prayed a lot on that, like. Cause I couldn't understand. I still didn't understand. I still really don't understand. Like I know it's a devil, but I still couldn't understand it. Like, 
I can't explain this to nobody. I told my mom, you know, but I felt like I couldn't tell the people there because then they definitely would have made me take pills. They definitely was going to make sure I took pills. Yeah. So I just, I, you know, I just was smarting. Like, I was there, and I was just trying to get out of there, really. But um, I appreciate going there. I did learn a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think the two, I say this a lot. I've been saying this. Because I never used to have good, like, uh, relationships with men or people sometimes. So I always say I think the Lord puts me in people's life for them. And I, I'm their season because maybe they were going to do something. I think he puts me in there to brighten their life. So when I went to the IOP, I had a um, roommate. She had a lot of different issues. Mm-hmm. And anger was one of them. She was that bitch there was nuts. But when I came, I was the only one that can calm her down. I was the only one who could sit there and talk to her like, chill. Like, what the fuck? You need to calm down. I was the only one. People were so, them motherfuckers, them nurses were so happy that I was there. They was like, she didn't like her last roommate. She didn't fuck with her at all. Like, and she told me that we were talking, and she was like, you remind me of my daughter. Oh. And I was like, I was brought here for a reason. When I left, they let her leave that same day. So what are you, what are you praying for now? Oh, what do I pray for now? Yeah. Healthy baby. How far along are you? 25 weeks as of yesterday. My dog. Oh my goodness. I I speak life into this baby more than anything. And I pray I'd be a good mom. Yeah. No, because it's... I want, like, my mom be, like, talking to me about stuff now, and I get so frustrated with her, and I'm like, oh, God, my baby, people feel like this some days, too, but just know you, you know, I still know she loves me, so I just want, I, I want to be a mama like her, I want to know, like, even when she talking to me, she went my nerve, I'm like, oh, my God, yeah. I know still that she loves me, and that's why she's talking to me this year, so I just promise to be a mom like her, and I just keep speaking life into him, because I know, well, you know, I know I have the issues with the diabetes and the doctors say one thing and I just, I pray over their words. Like, <laughs> doctors are telling me I'm probably fertile. Even though, it, what is it? In, in, Infertile? In, infertility? Infertile. Yeah, because now I'm all 25 weeks, I feel a baby kicking me. I still be like, Amory laughing at me, like, randomly, I'll be like, I feel like I got a baby in here. Yeah. Like, I really that shit, listen, like, like, I look, <laughs> Shit does not get eat like that. Shit don't go away. Like I, I tell myself at least like eighty three times a day. Like, like I'm a mama. I gotta hold. But no, not I'm a mama because I still ain't really got that. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but it's like I got a whole baby. <laughs> like, you might like that's how you hear that cry. Like that's mine. <laughs> yeah. Like oh shit. No, that's yeah. I gotta do something about that. I can't sleep through the night anymore. Right. Yeah. I can't wait. I pray I pray I pray for him though. Yeah. And I got I had like I have ruined my because uh, I get frustrated all the time, like with my family and you know, emotional person. Shit and niggas had me on the de- oh, I did end up on depression medicine. But Samantha don't like taking medicine like she's supposed to, so uh, and I'm not that I'm pregnant, I'm not taking it because they couldn't they couldn't a hundred percent tell me that it wouldn't if it would mess with him mm-hmm. and she was like well they haven't done really any studies but we don't have any studies that show ma'am i won't take it i'll pray 
that's fine. I don't need it. So, <laughs> in your pregnancy, you're praying for the healthiness and protection over your son. Yes. You are praying for... Healthy delivery, because... Yes, um, I, I'm praying for that for you. you know, they, say, they say a lot of things that, like, discourage me. Like, I'm, I'm like, so, like, uh, like low-key... I try not to get scared because I'm like, if you're praying, that means you have faith. So, you know, I'm supposed to like be scared. Yeah. But like some days I think like, what if I'm not like, cause I don't really have dreams when I have dreams, he's grown, but I'm not there, you know? Mm. So I'm like, if you know, love, please don't bring me through all of this just for me not to spend the time with him, you know? So I pray a lot, like a lot, lot, like I'm going to write out my will still. Cause I told my mom, I'm going to write out a will. Like I want her to have a baby. I pray on myself. I pray over him. I pray. I think I pray over him way more than I pray over me. Cause I'm like, you know, with the diabetes and still trying to like balance it. They they tell me all the time like, okay, you can have a stillborn. You can have a stillborn. And I'm like, I speak life into my son. Like, don't stop telling me that. I get I get that that's what y'all saying can happen, but it's a lot of stuff y'all say that can happen that don't happen. I'm about to say, man, baby, he gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. Pray for him all the time, especially at night when me and just me and him. <laughs> I pray for my little black boy in this in this cruel world. Yep, all the time. Well, Samante, I really do appreciate you sharing your story with me because I knew some of it uh, clearly because we're friends, but not like as deep as as you went today. Yeah. So I appreciate that. And I'm go- I'm sure that, and like you said something earlier that said that, you know, sometimes you feel like you are seasoned in people's life. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like you are not just the, se- like, you're not just the season. Um, yeah. Especially not for, not for me, but just, and I feel like your story is going, and I'm trying not to think about like try not to get too deep with this because i i'm still emotional my damn self (laughs) i'm trying not to cry but i feel like your story is going to help some other person um help with their anger help with their toxicity in relationships help with um learning not even what to pray for specifically but knowing that Prayer is a, a way to manifest the things that you want to happen in your life, regardless if you believe in uh, God or not. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I do appreciate you doing this with me. You're welcome. <laughs> well, and if you don't know how to pray, because <laughs> I did not know how to pray, I just talked to God. I'll talk. Yeah. And then at the end, I'll throw amen in there so he can know that was my form of a prayer. <laughs> hey, that's the that's the call ID. Like, you just start talking and then you're going to say amen just so you know that was that was for you. Uh, or, or, or before I start, I'll be like, um, God, please forgive me for all my sins. And then I'll go on. Sometimes it'll be like a, a whole conversation. And I know he'll be like, what? <laughs> this girl. I'm like, all right, Lord. Name Jesus, I pray, man. And then he's like, just fucking girl. <laughs> I made her like, you made me like this. You know my heart. 